0: You're listening to Focus on the Bible. My insides hurt today with more news about the tragic loss of life of more children. Why is it so dangerous to be a child in the world today? I'm bleeding with this news. Have we forgotten God's value of human life? In Luke chapter 17, in verse 1 and 2, when Jesus was in the world, he said this, It is impossible but that offenses will come, but woe unto him through whom they come. It were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck, and he cast into the sea, than that he should offend one of these little ones." How did this world lose its way and lose its respect for God-given human life? Let's talk about this. In Genesis chapter 1, we have God's recorded history of the creation of the universe. In verse 21, the Bible says, "...and God created great whales, and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly, after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind, and God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply." And fill the waters in the seas and let fowl multiply in the earth. So on the fifth day of creation, this is a part of what God made. He made the fish in the sea to swim and he made birds to fly in the skies. He blessed them and gave them the command to multiply because God wanted the world to be full of fish and birds and praise God for it. On day number six, his creation gets a bit more serious in the land. Verse 25 says this, And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And so God then made the cattle is it a beautiful picture to see a pasture full of cattle, the buffalo out on the plains in the American West? Yeah, that's the creation of God. And God wanted the earth to be full of these living things that he made. But when Moses writes verse 26, we get a change in the caliber Of God's creative effort. Here we go. Verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And so there are two great differences here when it comes to the creation of human beings. And that is, unlike the fish in the sea or the beasts in the earth or any other of God's creations of life, when God made man, male and female, he made them in his own image. No other creation was created in the image of God, but Adam and Eve were, they bore the very image of their maker. The second thing is that now this creation being the top of all creative order in the world, he puts man in dominion over the other things that God made. Man will have dominion over the sea. Man will have dominion over all the beasts of the earth because man is the top of God's creative work in the world. Verse 28 says, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. In Psalm 139, David writes to us of his own personal creation from God. And he speaks these great words about how encouraging it is to know that the God who made him is involved with his life. Let's look at these verses in Psalm 139. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my downsitting and mine uprising. Thou understandeth my thought afar off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down, and art acquainted with all my ways. Is that encouraging? Were you, friend, as a child raised in this knowledge? Boy, it would do our world a lot of good if we had grandmothers and fathers and teachers and pastors who would remind those children... How special it is to be a creation of God. How special it is to be one of those high creations of God that is put here for a special purpose, put here to be in dominion. And that we are special to God in that He knows when we sit down. He knows when we rise up. He knows when we sleep at night, God is, in effect, all over us. Paul used this knowledge when he preached at Mars Hill in Acts 17. He said, in Him we live and move and have our being. God is everywhere. Now, do you think it would be valuable... To the culture in the world today, if our children were raised in this special truth, that God made you, honey, God is the one who created you in the image of God, you were made, and you are so special. He knows where you go. He knows what you're doing. Verse 3, verse 4 here says, for there's not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether." Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. And so David says that this knowledge, this great Teaching about the reality of the creation of God and how God is into the ones He made. David said, this knowledge is too wonderful. It's too good to take in. I, I can't soak it all in how special this is. But friend, across the landscape of America and the world today, we have lost that knowledge. Don't you agree? Where is it found? When God has been outlawed from the schools and the public hallways... And the children are raised to think that I am all there is. I am me. And they have no spiritual bearings. They're left alone to figure out on their own. So many of our children are being raised in the barren desert with no truth around them that will orient them to God, their maker. David says in verse number seven, whither shall I go from thy spirit or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, Surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. Do you think that man's behavior would be better if he realized that God is everywhere? That the one who made me knows what I'm doing right now, this moment. Not even if I do my evil deeds under the cover of darkness, can I hide them from God my Maker, to whom I will return for judgment. But now, so many millions of our children are being raised and taught that there is no God, that they were here as a cosmic accident. And no wonder that behavior is so bad. David continues in Psalm 139 this great passage of the Bible. He says in verse 13, "For thou hast possessed my reins; thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee; for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well." So David had this understanding from God that from the time he was in his mother's womb, that God shepherded him, that God covered him, that God knew every body part of David. He knew David's future by God's great foreknowledge, this attribute that says God knows all things. He doesn't learn things as they happen in real time. No, God knows all things before they ever happen. And God even knows what would have happened if what had happened hadn't happened in his great foreknowledge. And David knew these things from a child. Verse 15, he says, My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. So David knew all his life that he was made by God, that from inside his mother's womb, God was working there. God made his head, his hair, his arms, his legs, He made the fingers on his hands. He made his eyes and his ears. Every part of you, friend, every single part was made by God. He knew the future events of your life. He knew where you were going. Friend, don't you know today that if we could just show our children from which they came, if we could... Light up a chalkboard with teaching about God for them. If we could open their eyes and take them into the Word of God and show them the truth of their creation from the mother's womb and how that God knew them before they were even conceived. Like Jeremiah said, like Paul the Apostle said, and like Jesus knew, the value of a child is immense, a priceless treasure. Every child given in the world. As a creation of God. And yet we have allowed this knowledge to slip away. And now the lives of children are at stake. One of the most dangerous situations in the world to be in is a child. Friend, there is judgment to come on those who are mean to children. On those who so callously take the lives of children. Make no mistake, this will all come out in the wash because God invented life and God created human life and God values human life still today. Friend, why did Jesus come into the world? He promised us in Luke chapter 19 that he came into the world as the son of man to seek and save that which was lost. Do you know what was lost? Man lost his innocence. Man lost his purity. That image of God that man was created in in the garden was marred by the sin of man. But don't you know, friend, even in a sinful state, as fallen man, God still loved us all. And Jesus Christ in human time came into our world to prove his love, to demonstrate his love for all of us. Human life is still valuable to God. And Jesus proved how much he values you and me when he died on that cross to take away our sin. It was a death penalty. We were under capital punishment with God. But Jesus Christ, to show the great love of God, came here and bore our sin in his own body. Dying on a tree, he was paying the price for your sin and mine. And three days later, he rose to life again and now promises everlasting life to all who will believe in Him. But friend, tell me, how can they believe in Him if they don't even believe in God? If our children are being raised to think that they were here as cosmic accidents, that they were products of mere chaos, why in the world would they think they needed to believe in God or in His Son, Jesus Christ? Friend, we have some makeup to do, don't we? We have a lot of teaching to do. So who's close by to you? What child can you bounce on your knee? What child can you sit on the couch and talk to about the great truth of God? And friend, if never before, won't you believe in Christ personally, yourself? And God will gladly give you the gift of God eternal life. Focus Evangelistic Ministries is happy to announce that our Grace Farm Youth Camps are registering campers right now for our summer camp events in Dewey Rose, Georgia. If you have students in your family or church who need a solid summer camp with meaty Bible teaching and loads of fun, you can register them at www.gracefarmonline.com. Grace Farm Youth Camps are growing tomorrow's leaders today. We also hope you join us again next week as we focus on the Bible.